Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of the City Confessions. Today's actually the last guest of season six because next week I am wrapping it up with a solo episode. So I'm so excited to be announcing Tiona Ostroff. She is an entrepreneur and founder of her own company, Tiona Ostroff PR which is a boutique PR agency in New York City specializing in beauty, lifestyle, and wellness, which are three categories that I absolutely love. So hi, Tiona. Welcome. And how are you? Hi, I'm good. I can't believe that this is not only my first podcast, but it's your last of the season. I feel so honored. I know. And I love how we did this really quickly because I feel like towards the end of the year, it's really difficult to get people on or just like to meet up with people because there are so many things happening. You know, the holidays are right around the corner and people like the mood is just not the same. So thank you. <laughs> thank yeah, you for being on. <laughs> no, it's so funny because um, Sam, who I know you work with, who runs my digital department, texted me yesterday, asked, was like, <laughs> I need you to record this podcast tomorrow. Your schedule's free at this time. Does it work? I thought she meant that I literally needed to record a podcast that like one of our clients was on. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, I don't know why no one else can, but like, whatever. And she was like, you're such a rock star. I'm like, I'm literally recording a podcast. Then I read it and was like, oh, oh my God, no, I'm actually recording a podcast. Oh, okay. Yes, I am a rock star. <laughs> you are. I love it. Okay, so let's just dive in. Who are you? What is your story? Tell me, because you and I obviously have never met. Um, I think we've worked together, not like, you know, directly, but obviously yes. through like some of your through clients and events. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I know. Now I need to meet you in person. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I... Uh, who am I? Where do we even start? <laughs> so like you said, I, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. I own um, my own agency, um, T-O-P-R. Well, we just short, it's a very long name, Tiona Ostrov Public Relations. So shortened it to T-O-P-R. Um, and we, yes, we specialize in beauty, uh, lifestyle, wellness. Um, but over the past, I think like year, like maybe almost a year and a half, which is how I got, which is why I'm here. Um, we've really grown to more than just PR, um, and, you know, adding digital communications. So influencer relations, affiliate marketing, social media, um, oh, Typical New Yorker, my juice press course <laughs> arrives as we're talking because I don't have any time to actually go get anything. So I need it delivered. I own this agency. We're based in Dumbo in Brooklyn. I've been doing PR 
Um, I mean, really like my whole life, I feel like. Um, I, I majored in um, integrated marketing communications, um, advertising and public relations. How's that for a mouthful of a major? <laughs> um, so, you know, even just going back, I, I know it's so cliche and, and, but I really like in high school, I remember watching Sex in the City and thinking, you know, I want Carrie's shoes. Um, but I want Samantha's job. Um, and I didn't really know what PR was. Um, and, you know, I thought this might be something I, I want to do. And I kind of looked into it a little bit more like PR and marketing. Um, and I ended up going to Emerson College in Boston, um, which, you know, specializes it's a communications school. Um, really great major. And, you know, I got my first internship um after my freshman year at a a small very i think there was maybe three of us it was a small pr agency in boston and what's so nice is they've grown to be one of the biggest agencies in boston and i you know keep in touch with my former boss um who is you know he's like oh my god like look at you i'm so proud of you i'm like what like look at you like um, but it's, you know, it's kind of crazy, like kind of, you know, looking back at, um, you know, he started it with just, you know, I was a lonely intern doing whatever and with two other people and kind of just growing from there. Um, and yeah, I kind of just going back to who I am, um, what I do. Um, I, I, I think I always, you know, I always knew I wanted to be in PR, but I always knew that I, I wanted to own a PR agency, um, which that's definitely, you know, looking at the, you know, the way things have, you know, changed in the industry and the media climate. Like, I think the term PR agency is even a little bit outdated because it's not just PR anymore. Again, like, mm -hmm. Because it's, you know, it's, there's digital, there's, you know, influencer, all of that, you know, that's, again, why we're sitting here today talking. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I never would have thought that this is, you know, what I, I guess the breadth of what I would be running. Um, and yeah, that's, I guess that's the kind of the overview. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I don't know if you know this, but I actually majored in PR. And oh, I, I did not. Yeah, so I went to Syracuse. And it's really interesting because I find that the time that I graduated, that was when social media was, you know, kind of like the birth of it in a way. And it was just a really interesting time. But I always say that I'm so grateful for my PR background because when I work with brands, I have that insight and I understand like what they're looking for and how how their minds work when they are either holding an event or like wanting to cap you know I use the word casting but um, you know it's influences for a campaign and I think the common route for people who do major in communications and particularly public relations is that when you're working for an agency the route is always to go in-house and then if you decide to do that and you're still passionate about it, then it's to start your own company. So I would love to hear what are what was what was the biggest challenge? Because I know you decided to leave your agency in 2017 yep. to freelance at first. So how did 
was was your mindset about like okay i'm gonna try freelancing and then i'm going to see if this works out i'll create my own agency or was it i know i'm gonna have my own agency and obviously freelancing is the the step to get there yeah i i knew that that's what i wanted um and and that freelancing again i it's something that i i always knew and always wanted i i always tell um this story my first class freshman year like 8 a.m creative writing um like first college class ever first day we did the whole thing where you went around the room and you introduced yourself and you know what you wanted to do and it gets around to i'm sitting across from now one of my best friends rachel um and you know hi i'm rachel um i want to be the editor-in-chief of vogue and own my own pr agency it gets around to me i look at her i go hi i'm tiona i also am going to be the editor-in-chief of vogue and own my own pr agency and we always talk about how we like looked at each other and we're like oh i hate that girl i must be her best friend um and that's how so funny enough she works for google now and makes a lot of money um so <laughs> but so she did funny. not stick but i i i stuck to um mm-hmm. you know the root. it's it's it is something i i always wanted so tell me about the journey of deciding to start your own company um so i you know i it's something i definitely always thought about um throughout my career you know there the times that i was maybe looking for another job um and talking with other agencies or other agencies had reached out to me and i was interviewing and there was always that like okay should i should i stay where i am should I go to another agency or should I just start my own thing now? Because I knew that no matter what, that was always the end goal. Um, and I, I always kept thinking like that I, I wasn't ready yet and that I just didn't know enough yet, that I, I didn't have enough experience. I, I wanted to learn more. And I think, you know, looking back, that was, I'm glad that I waited um, and really just, you know, continued to get experience. Um, I think I was like 32 when I started my agency. Um, and even then I was like, oh my God, like what, do I know anything? Like, I, I don't even, like, you start doubting yourself. Like, I don't think I know anything at all. Like, who am I? Um, and, but, you know, I, I felt confident enough to do it. And that's why, you know, I, I started off freelancing and I, I went to my boss at the time, um, who's the CEO of my former agency. She's since sold the agency. Um, we're actually like, she's like a mom to me where we talk almost every single day. Um, she's, I'm very, very close with her still. Um, and, you know, said that I, this is what I want to do. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm quitting, but also not quitting because I want to freelance for you still. Um, and you know, we kind of, she obviously didn't want me to do that, but it was, you know, either that or you don't have me at all. Um, because I, I also just knew that if I didn't just make like, rip off the band-aid that I was never going to do it. Like, it's always like, okay, well maybe next year, maybe next year. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like, okay, I, I think I have enough, like, I, I feel confident enough to do it and I, I just need to do it. 
Um, so for the first, I would say like year and a half, I, I was, it was a mix of like, I freelancing for them. Um, other agencies had reached out to help out with, you know, a project here and there, whether they were launching a product or, you know, whatever, um, and starting to build up my own clients. Um, and I think, you know, that was, it, it definitely helped in that. I at least had, you know, like with my former agency, um, like some sort of guarantee, I guess, that like I would get money at some point throughout the month because, you know, we, it was okay, I'm doing this many hours and whatever. Obviously, they could just have decided to stop that at any point, but um, it like I felt a little bit of security there um, while I was, you know, bringing on my, my own clients and, and starting that. Um, but then that I think was the next scary thing. Like I always think about, like I watch Shark Tank sometimes and (laughs) and like Mark Cuban never wants to invest in a company where the founders still work at their full-time jobs. And Mm -hmm. he always talks about like, if you're still working for your, like, you're not putting 100% into your company. So like you need to like quit your job and like, this is it. Um, mm-hmm. And so I thought about that a lot. Like I, you know, I always say like, there's nothing scarier in New York than, well, there's a lot of scary things, but <laughs> not being able to pay your rent. It's like, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's just the way, you know, it's the way New York is. Like, it's like, you gotta like, we gotta do what we can to like, make sure we pay our rent. So, you know, even though I wasn't as secure with a full-time salary job and benefits and all of that, I felt like I still had a little bit of security. Um, So it was like, okay, I ripped off the initial bandaid. Now we got to rip off the second one. Like this needs to be all me. And like, mm-hmm. I don't have anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, So, you know, I, I made the decision that you know, we were, I I wasn't going to freelance, um, not only for my former agency, um, but I, I wasn't going to take on any, you know, freelance, you know, jobs or projects for other agencies that if it was, I'm just going to focus on, you know, my clients bringing on my own clients and building from there. Um, so that's that's what I did. Um, second, I did that. Um, it, like it just kept growing, um, and you know, I was I was bringing on more clients. Um, and I mean, at that point, for a while, it was just me. Um, and you know, I would have you know find an intern or maybe two interns to help, but it was really just me working on every client doing everything. And it was, you know, sometimes I, I remember sitting, I, um, like I had an office in a WeWork and I'm sitting on the floor in this tiny shared office, like literally sharing an office with two other people, um, who definitely were like, what does this girl do? Like why like, <laughs> there's just soaps and, and then we've got Merrill hiking shoes in here. Like there's dogs. Um, and putting together mailers, like press mailers that, you know, I was used to being in an agency where you had coordinators and, and interns doing all of that. But I was the one that at the end of the day, it's like, 
at the end of the day, I'm about to say at midnight, um, but, um, you know, was just sitting there like this needs to get done and, you know, kind of reverting back to all the little things that I did when I was, you know, starting off in my career um, and really doing everything. And then, you know, we slowly, you know, we got to a point where I'm like, okay, I can now bring on some, some actual help. And I think that was that I would say it's less, a little bit less scary now, but like the first couple times, like when I hired, um, Amanda, who's now our director of PR for the agency. I mean, she was my first like real, like you were getting a, a real salary like you have lots of experience um you know real salary with benefits and all of that like a a good chunk of money like i like my heart like almost like i knew i needed her and that it was going to change everything and it really did but it's the like oh my god like all right like i am not only am i like shelling out this money but like i'm responsible for someone else's life um and that's you know that was always the that's always the scariest like and I even think about that now like now it's crazy I have 12 employees um so I think of it as you know 12 people that I'm really responsible for um and it's crazy to think that even like three years ago it was just me and now I have 12 people like I don't even know how we got there (laughs) That's amazing. And I love hearing your journey because I think sometimes when we hear just like the word entrepreneurs, people think it's so glamorized and clearly it wasn't. (laughs) And it was funny because you kept saying, you know, I I still have so much to learn. Like, I don't know if this is the right timing, but I was going to challenge you and ask, like, is there ever really a good timing? Like there isn't, right? So it comes to a point when you make that decision, you choose to say like, okay, you know what? this is scary. This is risky. I don't have, you know, the security and the stability, but because I'm so passionate about this, I'm going to still pursue it. And clearly that's what you've done. So what has been your proudest moment? Is it being able to support your 12 employees? Was it landing a specific client? Like, tell me what has been the top highlight of your career thus far? Honestly, I think like, we did a a team photo shoot like for headshots and you know like office pictures all of that for our website um in October um and I remember we were also did like some some videos um so they interviewed me um you know asking questions so I can you know talk about the company and I actually started crying because I I really, I talked about how I'm just so proud to have such an amazing staff. And like, I, I still, I cannot believe that 12 people like work for me, that I'm responsible for them, that, you know, I are, are helping me build this company. Like that's also, I, I tell them that all the time. Like, it's not just like, oh, you work for me. Like you're and that you're part of a growing company, like you are helping to grow this company. Like we've in the past year have grown so much. So 
getting, you know, to where we are, like it, it made me so emotional, like, because I am so proud of that. And I really didn't think that even this soon, um, we would, we would get here. And like, I love being in the office and just kind of, you know, like seeing everyone kind of like buzzing around and working and, um, like it's like almost like I have to pinch myself because I can't I just can't believe that like that this is reality um and you know I I'm so grateful to you know have found such great people and like put together like what I think is just an an awesome staff um so yeah I I think that that really is my my proudest moment when you I just like had that like holy shit, we've got from like, it went from me to 12. Like, when did this happen? (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, I love hearing that. Um, So what, what is something that's on your list that you haven't done yet? Like, I'm so curious, because this has been on your, I guess, goal, right? When you were working for other companies. So like, what's on the horizon for you? Oh, boy. Um, do you mean like work-wise or just anything? It could be personal as well. Yeah. I don't like to always focus on, you know, like career. <laughs> um, I know. And it's hard, like in, I guess one of the goals now is like, it's to have a life outside of my career, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, it's hard because it's my baby and it's like what I think about all day long. Um, I mean, I obviously traveling right now and again it's like so cliche to say is you know it's not the what it was but when I did leave and you know started freelancing and had the goal of um you know starting my own thing there were so many reasons and and one of them was I I wanted that flexibility to be able to travel and, and and work remotely like when I can I remember talking to um a client who funny enough was a client at my two agencies prior has followed me ever since. And I, I talked to her, you know, when I was thinking about this and just wanted to get her thoughts and whatever. And she goes, Tiona, I don't even know if you realize this, but I took my kids out of school last year for an entire year. We traveled all around the world. Um, and my husband and I still worked and most of you know, clients and people that we work with didn't even know that we were halfway across the world. And she said, all you need is a laptop, a cell phone and Wi-Fi, and you can literally do your job from anywhere. And I always think about that, like having, you know, I, I want to get back to, you know, being able to travel more. And again, like I, I'm just a workaholic, so I can't stop working. Um, so if I can work, you know, from a beach in Vietnam for two weeks, then like I want to, you know, I want to be able to do that. Um, and that's definitely, you know, there's a lot of places on my list. Um, I think the the Maldives is the Maldives and the Galapagos Islands are very high up. Um, of places I want to go. I actually might not get Wi-Fi there, so I might have to actually take a vacation. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely um, a, a goal of mine. 
That's amazing. I mean, I love traveling, so I'm there with you. <laughs> so the podcast is called The City Confessions. We didn't really talk much about the city, except for the fact that you run your company in New York City. But how long have you been living here? Oh, I... Okay, so I, my father actually was born and raised in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, so I, even though... I, I was born outside Philadelphia, like an hour and a half outside the city. Um, and we spent a lot of time, you know, coming up and visiting my grandparents and family, um, going to Coney Island, like every single summer riding the cyclone. Um, so New York was always, you know, like a big part of my childhood. Um, and I moved here um, like a, maybe like six or months or so after I graduated college, um, I moved February of 2008. So I don't even know how many years that is. It seems I like, I feel like once you hit 10, it's like you're, I, I, that's when I officially became a New Yorker. Um, and I stopped counting like my like anniversaries in New York. Like, <laughs> and, um, but yeah, it's it's been quite a long time. And I honestly can't, I always knew I wanted to live in New York. I've always loved New York. And there, you know, there's the people that like, okay, we're going to live in New York. And then they want to buy a house in the suburbs and, um, you know, eventually leave the city. Like I've always been and will stick to this. Like I am a die hard, like New York till I die, like, that doesn't mean like I can't, you know, go, you know, the goal is to have enough money where I can go have a house in the Hamptons to get away for the weekend. But I, I mean, I just love, I love the city. Like I love, I love living here. I love everything about it. I love that at any time of day you can get something to eat and it's probably better than, you know, any, you know, a, a 99 cent slice of pizza is better than pizza in most other places. <laughs> oh, I love hearing that just because I'm a native and it is true. Some people ha have like one foot in and one foot out, right? But you're yep. like, no, I'm totally in. So I'm like, yes, I love yes. just like when other people are so passionate about the city. So with that being said, if you can share a city confession, Tiana, what would that be? And this could be anything. Um, oh my gosh. Um, I mean, I don't know how much of a confession this is, but I'll, I'll always, like, I have in my mind, like, the list of things, like, beyond the 10 years, like, of what you need to do that like makes you a real New Yorker and I mm -hmm. I tell that you know like a lot of my staff like have just moved here and I always talk about crying on the subway and I'm not talking like like tears like I'm talking like bawling on the subway like to where someone's like are you okay and you're like I'm fine like I'm totally <laughs> fine um so I mean I always remember my first time um and it's not like it happens all the time but like I I feel like the subway is like just a good place to cry um and like a lot of times it's like hilarious because like there could be something like really wrong and like people just go about like no one cares it's like everyone's just going about their day like yep no, another girl just crying on the subway like move along um but I guess that's kind of my, my oh my thing. god that's actually 
so unique. I've never heard of that. I personally <laughs> have not cried in the subway before. I have cried definitely in public, like in New York City streets, like walking this, you know, I don't know why or when, maybe like being heartbroken yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. But, well, yeah. but <laughs> you're right. I mean, if you're crying in the subway, other people who are not New Yorkers would, would probably be like genuinely concerned. But, like, other people would just be like, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, like not even trying to, like, offer comfort or anything. Because they, exactly. they, they just know. They just know. They're like, you know what? She she needs it, you know? And yeah. It's, like, it's, sometimes it's you just good. need to cry. Because it's, like, New York, it's, it's the city where, like, everything that can go wrong, like, typically, like, <laughs> will go wrong. Um, and... It like I remember someone told me, and I always I also like tell like the you know the girls that work for me that just moved here, um, like when I moved that like they're like the first three months are going to be the worst. Like everything wrong will go wrong, um, and if you can survive the first three months, like you can make it. And that's really what happened. Like it's like I lost. I mean, this was before iPhone. I had a BlackBerry. I think I lost my BlackBerry so many times in cabs. Like. I got pickpocketed on the subway. I left my wallet at Marquee. That's all like a also I was at Marquee. So like that also, like, let's talk about that. Um, and like, you know, like all these things that like really like, it's like New York, like really tries to like bring you down, like just to see how tough you are, like if you mm-hmm, can make it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it warrants some some crying crying on the subway (laughs) yeah the city will test you you know it's not you can't just come here and think okay you know you're gonna just skip around the the city blocks like no it's a city that will there's obstacles for sure yes but you're clearly killing it so that's amazing we're basically closing out the episode but I would love to hear just what do you have in the works that you can share for 2022 which is insane like what the hell we have like a month left of the year oh my I know I also don't know how um we got there um I mean I think it's you know more just continuing to to grow um a lot of what I'm you know working on now is really looking at the the company as a whole and you know what what we can do to improve and how we can and like where we can fill in like you know staffing wise or you know even like okay like we don't have a client that's you know I I really want um a a makeup client but I'm into you know clean beauty is very important to me so like it's not just any makeup brand so like kind of looking at that I feel like for the past year and a half and even from the beginning it was like you're just like everything was going so fast that it was just doing everything you needed to just stay afloat and, you know, keep the, keep the engine going. Um, so now it's like interesting to be at a point where like I can sit down and like really look at everything holistically and plan. Um, so yeah, I think like more growth for 2022 and, you know, like continuing to build, um, our agency and the staff and clients, but, you know, something that's important to me is, you know, always staying true to, you know, my goals and, and values, um, you know, when it comes to the brands that I bring on, um, and also the, you know, the people that, that work for me, like continuing to build this family that we've started where I don't want to be, 
I don't want to turn into one of the, you know, million beauty PR agencies in New York where, um, you know, it's, it's not typically the best place to work. Um, that's all I'll say. Um, but yeah, I know that like wasn't specific, um, but like I wish that there was a, it's great, like PR just, everything happens so fast and sometimes like no rhyme or reason, you know? Um, so, you know, I think like overall, like, okay, we had a really great year this year. I'm so, you know, lucky, like it's, you know, I know that it's still a difficult time for, you know, a lot of companies and whatnot. Um, so I definitely don't take that for granted. Um, but then I just want to continue to build on that in, in 2022. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I mean, PR and just like the world we live in right now is it's always changing. And because PR is somewhat related to the news, we all know that like that you can never predict. So I'm just really excited to see what's in store for TOPR in the new year. And my last question for you is what is your superpower? Because everybody has one, you know? <laughs> um, I honestly think my superpower is pitching. Um, I I mean, I, it's that's part of what helped me get to where I am in my career and like what, you know, why people hire me. Like I'm I'm very I'm very good, I guess, at the crux of what, you know, PR is and that's pitching and, you know, getting placements. Um, clients seem to think I like have like a magic wand. Um, that, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I think it's like, that would be, that's not a very fun superpower. Um, but you own it, just own it girl. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's my, my superpower. Um, yeah. And I, I really do like, I, I genuinely, I love doing it. Like I love what I do. Someone earlier asked me like, if, if money, time, like every, like if nothing mattered, you could literally do whatever you wanted all day. Like, what would you do? And I was like, I'd actually just be doing the same thing, but like with some improvements to my lifestyle. Um, but I wouldn't like, I, I wouldn't just like go quit my, you know, leave everything and like go live on a beach. Um, I would maybe leave everything and go work on a beach. Um, but I genuinely do love what I do and can't imagine doing anything else every day. Well, that's the dream. I love when people are living their dream life because it makes me so happy because honestly, life is way too short to not exactly. be doing that. Exactly. Yeah. So thank you so much, Tiona, for hopping on and speaking with me and my audience. For those listening, thank you so much for your support. And if you are a new listener, hello. I will leave all of Tiona's information and TOPR's information in the show notes. So be sure to expand on that. With that being said, I hope you all have a beautiful, beautiful day and stay tuned for next week's episode, which is a solo one wrapping up season six. All right. Bye. Bye.